gentlemen, and welcome to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. We are so glad and honored that you took time out of your day to sit back, relax, and meet yet another amazing soul from another beautiful place in our world that has some wonderful insight, great knowledge, and wonderful wisdom to share. I'm Stacy Johnston, honored to be here with you today, and equally as honored to sit beside my co-host, Cassie Holland. How are you today, Cass? I am doing wonderful. Looking forward to the conversation. I always look forward to them. They're pretty awesome. How about you? They are. I, I equally as excited about it. I think I see this as a a journey that you and I have been honored to get to go on and share together as we travel around the world from the comfort of our homes and meet the most amazing people that do the coolest things for the betterment of mankind and to just provide space and hope and love to the masses out there. And I continue to be honored and touched by the magnitude of love and light that there is out there. What do you enjoy the most about this journey, Kathy? I think that one of the things that I appreciate the most is that a lot of our guests, are, no, not a lot, every one of them, every one of our guests is an everyday person that does an extraordinary thing, and I hope that it inspires people to just go for it, you know what I mean, there's, that it's proof that there's so many things that you can do, and so many different ways that you can go about it, you know, and I also hope that it normalizes for some people that not being the one, but one of, is a thing, right? There's 50,000 different ways to skin a cat, and all of them are successful. Mm. Right. At the end of the day, the cat so, gets skinned. Yeah. So I just hope that it, maybe it kind of opens somebody's eyes to the fact that there's, if you weren't supposed to be here, you wouldn't be here. So there's obviously a reason, right? Amen. Amen. I love it. All right, without further ado, let's bring in our guest today and let's engage in a beautiful conversation from the UK. Ladies and gentlemen, we would love to present to you today, Mr. Stefan Jeff. How are you today? Hi, Stacey. I am I'm, I'm okay. I mean, I admittedly, honestly, I've had a a hectic few days. Um, I'm starting a new project that I'm not actually allowed to talk about at the moment. <laughs> so, and it's quite exciting. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, you know, you know, someone says to you, we want this, but you can't say anything. And I'm like, yeah, it's so good, but I can't even talk about it. So unfortunately I'll keep it top secret and under wraps, but, um, we're just going through the process of talking over contracts and stuff like that. And, um, I've actually had a break from podcasting today. So. That's been good. I'm, I feel like I'm always podcasting lately. Um, but apart from that, I'm all, I'm all good. Over here, it's, it's uh, 5 p.m. in the evening, um, dinner time as we call it, tea time as they call it. So um, I'm just winding down slowly, but I've got a few meetings after this as well to sort out. Uh, it's been a it's been yeah. a hectic few days and uh, yeah. Well, thank you for taking time out of those hectic few days. We hope that this is relaxing and enlightening and inspiring for you as well as for us. So that it'll give you a, a new insight into the next thing you're going to go to do today. And you're going to start us out with a cliffhanger? Right. 
you're going to leave us hanging with a cliffhanger. Like, and I've got something really cool, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. So <laughs> how exciting to see what's going on. I can't. I can't. <laughs> okay. We like cliffhangers. Cliffhangers are good. Cliffhangers have you tuned in next time. Right. So more on yeah. Jeff and Jeffy's yeah. next project. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, how about you kick us off today? Can you tell us who is Stefan? What do you do? How come you do that? And how can we connect with you? Okay. So I am a – okay. In, on, in the daytime, I'm a project coordinator. So that involves working with young people, usually children um, who are between – Ten, but nine to about thirteen years old, and a lot of the work I do is around making sure that they stay in school, make the right choices. Um, I try to help them engage better with teachers and staff within the school, not just teachers alone. We have teachers assistants as well, um, substitute teachers, up from the head teacher all the way down to the staff who like serve their food and kind of like clean up the school. So. Um, that's pretty much what I do. Just try and make young people into really cool, nice, outgoing, gregarious um, young people who are a pleasure to to um, speak to. And that's pretty much it in the daytime. In the morning, <laughs> early, early in the morning and late in the evening, I'm also a personal trainer and online coach. So there's sometimes in the day where I can kind of moonlight in my lunch break and kind of send out stuff to people I'm coaching online, um, and that's fitness. Uh, it's not like life coaching, but it's to do with like you know health and fitness. So I do all of that. Um, I also have my own podcast called Steph Status Update, which I've had you on as guest, which was awesome. Um, and I'm working on another new project, which, like I said, I can't talk about. But yeah, and that's that's pretty much what I do uh, on a daily basis. It's just busy from say four in the morning until probably about nine, ten o'clock at night. That's a busy day. That's a busy day. You know, in it all that you do, day. in all that you do, I'm very intrigued by the work that you do with the teenage boys to try to keep them in school and, yeah. and help them become amazing human beings. Can you dive into that just a little bit for us and tell us about that program? Yeah. Um, so what that program, it's called the, the team that I'm on is called the Boys Development Team. The program I run is called the Boys Development Program. Um, and what the program, the details of the program, what it involves is I, I run sessions of anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour in um, school settings. So I go into the school as an external worker. I work for a small charity. And um, it's my job to just collect boys it's usually about between four to eight boys in a session sometimes i do one-to-ones depending on the needs of the young person but um i'll take them out of their lesson usually if, if it's primary school it's quite easy because they might be doing um things that aren't super like serious they're not doing like math english science in that subject they might be doing kind of um like recess or that like kind of a um i don't know arts and crafts and they're always interested in that so i'll take the guys to another part of the school usually it has like a tv or a big screen and i can do my presentation and a lot of what we talk about in those sessions are to do with emotions relationships um 
joint enterprise, which means basically if a group of friends do something and you're there, even if you don't do anything, um, you could get in trouble by, by association. So I get them to think about, you know, their actions and who they're hanging around with. And um, we do a lot around gang violence. Um, I also do work where I involve the parents as well. So I'll, I'll, I'll feed back to the parents what happens in the session. I'll feed back to the teachers what happens in the session. I'm always writing reports daily. So on a, on a, on a, in a good week, like Monday to Friday, I could do anything up to, say, 11 or 12 different reports to different teachers about specific boys. So if I'm doing a session of eight, I'll write about all eight boys, you know, to the teachers. I'm doing a session where it's just me and one other person. I'll write that up. So there's a lot of um, admin that goes into it, but I do have a lot of fun as well because the sessions aren't all super serious. It's not all just those are talking and the boys talking to me. We do activities. We have decks of cards that we use. We have cards that have um, prompts on them. So they have question cards. Um, and it's all about getting the boys to think about what they're doing, how they're doing it, and how it affects them and people around them. You know, that kind of thing is so critical. I feel like that's one of the things that's missing in that realm of public education is teaching people, teaching our kids how to be quality human beings. You know, it's yeah, one thing to yeah. teach them to read and write and add, but it's very different to teach them and model character and integrity and honesty. And it, it's so necessary, and it is so missing from general public education, in my opinion. I think it's a beautiful thing that you do. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's um. I get a kick when I, because sometimes I've I've been doing it for I've been doing it since because I worked with this company before. Um, funnily enough, I worked with them between twenty two thousand and nine till about twenty fourteen, doing a completely different role, and then I came back recently in twenty nineteen to do the schools work with the schools team, which is all the Boys development stuff and um because i've been doing it since 2019 obviously we've had boys come through in like they're nine, they're nine years old or in year six as we call it over here and then i'll see them because i'm still in the same school some of them so i'll see them in their new school but they finish working with me and they're like um by now like 12 13 years old 14 15 <laughs> they're just massive oh. And they're just, they, they, yeah, they're like, Stefan, Stefan. I'm like, who the hell is this grown man shouting my name? In the, and it's the kids that I was working with before. They obviously recognize me because I don't always see them because I go into school and I go at certain times. So I don't, they're not walking around the corridors. And I could, I could work with, say, 20 or 30 boys in one particular area and not see them at all for like six to seven months or even a year because our time frames are always different. And then one day I'll be at the school, just randomly I might walk out to go to um, the bathroom or go to the, 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 you know, the kiosk or whatever. And I'm one of them and they're like, oh, do you remember me? And I'm like, of course I remember you. Like, look how sweet. It's, it's amazing how, how many, yeah, it's amazing how many relationships you build with these boys. And they remember you. They remember the sessions. It could be like the sessions could have lasted anywhere between 12 to 14 weeks. But like, you're fresh in their mind as soon as they see you. They just ask you asking questions and they want to know what you're doing and I'm like, what are you doing? How's things here? And you, nine times out of ten, um, it's usually good. Other times it's not so. Good, but you can see that they're trying. So 
some the work does the, the actual program does work at the same time if i'm not always there all the time and i can't i, I can only work with them up until a certain point and then i have to leave them and kind of let them fly and whether they float or or sink or, or crash i mean you know, i'll find out later on but usually i've only seen like one or two that have kind of gone the other way but most of them have done all right if not very well so i'm kind of happy with that I love it. So you're leaving a lasting impression. I love yeah. it. Well, hopefully I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, evidently you are. If they remember you, then that means they remember what you said. You know, and, and on average, they say yeah. that people will yeah. remember 7% of the words that you say and 93% of how you made them feel. And so evidently you left an impression. Yeah. That's important. That's important. Cassie, where does that take you, love? As a mom of young children, I appreciate what you do. I appreciate the the lessons that you're taking to them and the the time that you're putting into it and the fact that you're showing up for them. I think that's that's beautiful. So thank you for doing that. Let's um, take this in a sort of a different direction. Is there a is there a specific definition that you have for the word hero and is there someone along your journey that you would define as a hero um i don't i don't want to i don't want to use what i would potentially use if i was walking around wearing a t-shirt so i don't want to do that um but it's really easy i could i could just fall back on on that kind of like strap line but um i think for me a hero the embodiment of somebody as a hero is not necessarily somebody who, you know, sweeps in when you need them or sweeps in, you know, and is all flashy. I think heroes are unexpected. Heroes are kind of people who you don't always know that this person's a hero. There may have been somebody who wasn't and they were kind of giving you a hard time in the past, but they kind of know you a little bit. And then one day they, they just decide, you know what, I've got your back. So it's very, it's, it's, a hero is not always cut clean and kind of like, you know, from a certain cloth. It can be anybody. And I find that a lot of times when I'm working with people, they talk about who they've had struggles with. And then down the line, these people turn out to be like the most helpful or the most encouraging person to them. So it, the world is kind of crazy. Like that. It's really, people are really complicated and complex. So I would say for me, a hero is someone who I guess, um, understands your story to an extent, but irrespective of how they feel about you or how they think about you, when you need them, they will be there. I love that. <clears throat> That's a great concept of a hero. We have asked that question a gazillion times, and we have found that more often than not, heroes are just everyday people like you and me. Yeah. 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 Is, is there a totally. particular person that would identify as your hero? Oh, man. Um, do it, does it have to be just one? Or? No. I don't know. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to narrow it down. No? Okay. Um, I would say I would start off with um, my dad starters. Definitely. He's up there at number one. Um, he had a way of 
teaching you things without you realizing you were learning them. Um, not the best example, but a good example that I remember quite clearly when I was, when I was younger. Maybe I was about seven or eight years old. <laughs> I used to watch um, a lot of um, martial arts movies with my dad when I was younger. And my brothers used to watch them too. And we were always quite lively and energetic. And I realized, I realized now why my dad did this thing. But at the time, I thought it was like a, just a whole lot of fun. But I realized later on in life, he did this exercise with me to just get me to just be quiet, <laughs> just chill out. Um, so what he, used to do, what he used to do was he used to get old knees. Um, so he'd buy a paper and he'd read it and he'd give it to me and say, lay it out on the floor. I'm like, cool, all right, what's, what am I doing with this? So lay it on the floor. And we had um, part of our house was carpet. The other part was like hard floor. So I'd spread it on both, hard floor and carpet. So imagine you've got the front door and then all the way down the hallway, you've got this newspaper. Like It might have been like two or three newspapers. And then you've got the newspaper going into the lounge. So he would say to me, he'd sit there watching TV and he'd say, he'd shout from the lounge, he'd say, make sure I can't hear you. If I hear you walk in, you've got to start again. <laughs> because I was used to watch all these ninja movies and I was just fascinated how these ninjas move without making a noise. So he would say, if you, want to, if you want to know how to move without making a noise, walk on newspaper. And I was like, man, I can do that. So I got all these newspapers, laid them out, and then I would take a step, take another step, and he'd be like, I can hear you. And obviously I'm quite loud. So I got to a point where I was really, really, really good at it. Yeah. And I got into the room one time and I tapped him on his shoulder and he jumped. <laughs> I was like, ha, Goya! And he just laughed. He just laughed at me. And I was like, why is, this, why is he laughing at me for? What's going on? I'm like, I've got you. What are you laughing for? You should be saying, oh, you but, but years and years and years later, I was thinking about it, and I was like, this, this just got me to do that to shut me up, didn't he? Like, like, just that lesson that he was teaching me to just chill out, be calm, you know, and it made me able to, when there was no, obviously, newspaper around, I was super quiet. So it kind of worked in reverse that even though he wanted me to be chilled and calm and just not really make any noise, it then became an opportunity for me to scare the crap out of people and <laughs> jump out at the shadows and stuff and just literally be a ninja. And I was loving it, but obviously it came so. On one hand, he taught me this thing that was really useful. On the other hand, I turned it into a superpower and started messing with folks. So, yeah, that's, that's one, one of the lessons that I remember um, him teaching me without me realising he's teaching it. Um, and I guess my other hero uh, would be my oldest, well, not my oldest brother, my second oldest brother. So he was a, maybe about a year and a half-ish older than me. Um, he's not with us anymore. He passed away in 2011, and um, he was quite ill um, at the end. He, he ended up, um, was multi-organ failure. Um, he had lupus, but um, he was just one of those guys who, whatever the situation was, he was up for it. If, um, if I could describe him, I was talking about a movie the other day on one of my podcasts, I think it was Goonies. And I don't know if you remember little Mikey from the Goonies who just got everyone to do that adventure with him and ends up finding the treasure at the end of the movie. That's my brother. He's that guy. He would be the guy who, if we're outside and there's a tree 
no one can climb it. He's trying to climb that tree. If we're trying to get across a body of water, not like with a boat or anything, but like way tight, he'd figure out a way. Um, if we were trying to get out of trouble with our parents or the neighbors or people around the area, he'd, do, he'd be the guy that would you know, figure out how to do that. He was just that, he was always in the middle of everything. <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of grew up with like this guy who, brother that is, who would kind of push me into doing stuff. It wasn't always great. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like, it wasn't, we didn't do good stuff all the time, but it was fun. So I got a lot of um, my enthusiasm for just, just little things from him, I guess, in later life. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love the fact that so many times the heroes that we get introduced to are people just like that, like your dad, your brother, these people that came alongside us and gave us a lasting gift that, like you said, a lot of times we didn't even realize we'd gotten until we understood it later. Exactly, it's true. I'm still still creeping up on people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I still have that skill. (laughs) I am a certified ninja, I tell you. Don't mess with me. (laughs) (laughs) I I love it. He would, wouldn't he? Okay. (laughs) He really would. It's a good good skill to have. It is a good skill. Yeah, definitely. He's about the ninja life. So... I like him already. Yeah, he's he's a great kid. A lot of fun. So if there was a particular life lesson that you would like to share with our audience, um, what would it be? Um, it's the one that I have. It's not something that... It, it's not... Well, I don't know. You, People might find that it, it's quite basic. It's not like deep. It's not super thoughtful. It's just something that I say um, when I, if someone, if I help someone out and they say thank you, I, I think I'll get it from a movie, to be honest. But I say, I say, um, I got it from Chris Tucker. I say, I do what I can do when I can do it. And that, that's, that's all it is. I do what I can do when I can do it. So that basically means, if you want help, if you want assistance, I'll do it, definitely. But it's going to be when I can do it. And usually, it's most of the time. So I find that one of the, one of the things that I've learned over the years is even though um, people may want your help or need your help, you're not always there to give it for whatever reason. But if you are and you're able and you can at any given time or, you know, it's not as much, not about when it's convenient for you, but it's like, I do what I can do when I can do it. And it's just my way of saying you're welcome instead of you're welcome, basically. That's cool. I, I like that you give someone to thank you a different acknowledgement. And it's pretty easy to roll that you're welcome and never give it another thought. Right? But to hear somebody come back and respond, yeah. I do what I do. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Because I think that's all we can do. Right? You do what you can do where you are with what you have. Yeah, that's exactly. That's, that's that's what it means. That's the only way you can start. Right, I'm not. I I'm not. It. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to fly up and, you know, save, 
you know, a falling plane. I'm not trying to stop a locomotive. I'm just like, I'm, I'm me. And I, I do for you what Steph can do for you. And it's sometimes big, it's sometimes small, but it's going to be something. It's beautiful. Just a random act of kindness in itself. I love that. So let's turn the tables on you just a little bit. And let's give you a moment to stand on the podium and recognize that you are probably mm-hmm. more people's hero in a day than you recognize. So thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for the impact that you make. And thank you yeah. for the space that you provide to make these young men good sound men. I appreciate what you do a lot. I have a lot of respect for that. So thank, thank you. As you stand on this podium with your ninja slash superhero cape firmly in place, all stealth, <laughs> right? Of all the words there are out there in the world, Stefan, of all the words there are out there that you could put together, what's your one-line statement yeah. of power to the world? What does your T-shirt say? Oh, man. The, it, it's sort of my, I mean, it's sort of what I would say in the lesson. I do what I can do, but I'm, I'm thinking maybe it could be something else. Um, and I've, I've actually thought about this for a good few days now. I've been thinking, what is, what, what would it say? What would my kind of line be? What would I give to what, what kind of thing could I walk around with and have people take from? And um, I guess, I guess what kind of, I've been watching a lot of TV, watching a lot of TV shows, and watching things, and people are always trying to be always aiming for, for perfection They're always aiming to be the best They're always aiming to be excellent or you know excelling stuff and that's there's nothing wrong with that but it's a lot of pressure <laughs> so i think yeah. if i was to walk around with something that would that would alleviate some of that pressure it would be i don't have to be perfect. <laughs> i don't have to be perfect and it sounds like yeah i don't have to be perfect you know I don't. You know, I really don't. You know, Stefan, if more people understood that, you know how much less anxiety medicine we'd probably prescribe in a year? It, a lot, it, I think. Yeah, it, it's just so much if people just understood that it's okay to not be perfect, right? That, that you are created beautifully flawed by design and that that's okay. Yeah. It's okay to not be okay one day. It's okay to need to get better. It's okay to recover. It's okay to question. It's okay to learn. It's okay to not understand. There'll be a lot I less. Completely agree. Yeah, there'll be a lot less personal pressure. Cassie, how does I don't have to be perfect sit with you? Just hearing it takes a lot of pressure off. I got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, you know, I think that there is, there's so much pressure from, you know, TV and social media and here and there and wherever that everybody has this, Mm -hmm. again, this cookie cutter Mm -hmm. idea of what perfect looks like. And perfect is not... Perfect is not, it's not a thing, right? It's not, nobody's perfect. Nothing is perfect. I don't care what it is, nothing is perfect. And for people to acknowledge that, that 
not perfection is perfection? Like, perfectly imperfect is badass. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that acknowledging the fact that, no, you don't have to be perfect is, is I think that is, like I said, stress alleviating just hearing it. The concept, and, and Cassie said this more than once on our shows, someone to steal your words, but she, we, we've heard more than once that the quest to be the best one is so much pressure instead of being okay mm-hmm. with being one of the best. You can be in a group. Yeah. You can be one of. You don't have to be the one. You know, we, we see somebody successful and we see somebody doing what we desire to do or love to do and we follow their journey and we go, that's the only way to get there. That's how they did it. But that's their journey. That, that's how they, they got there. That's not your journey. And we get disillusioned so many times because we think, well, I did it just like they did and I didn't have the same results. I'm not perfect like they are. And so that, you know, Stephanie, we've done 270-plus interviews, and we've asked this question a minimum of 175 times. And we have 175 completely different statements of power. Not one person has repeated himself. We haven't made, we don't have a duplicate statement anywhere. It is the most beautiful thing to see. If I had a T-shirt in my closet with every one of these statements on it, I could walk in and get dressed in the morning, and every day I could walk out of my closet as my own superhero for another reason. Oh, yeah. Whether it's courage yeah. or you're not perfect or right, just go be you. There's so many beautiful things out there. So thank you for that little touch of wisdom. I can't imagine how many people that will just make feel better. Like Cassie said, just hearing those words from someone else. You don't have to be perfect. Really done. I love it. I, regretfully, we are at that time where we're going to have to wind down with respect to you, Stephanie, as our guest, your valuable time, and with respect to our audience and those that have decided to join us today. Thank you so much for being here, for sharing your thank, wisdom and your knowledge. Thank you, me. And for the space that you provide. I would like for our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If we can serve you in some way, if you have a story you'd like to share, if you want to banner a word with us, or you just need someone to talk to, we're interested in what you have to say. Please feel free to reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. Uh, Steph and I am honored to have been able to spend this time with you and to absorb your wisdom and to be able to share it with the world at large. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today? I would like to <laughs> challenge... <laughs> As you have heard in this episode, perfection is not the end game, right? Nobody's striving for perfection. Give yourself some grace. If there is an area of your life where you feel like perfection is the only answer, maybe you should reevaluate because if you don't give yourself grace, you make it a lot harder on yourself. Amen. It's so much easier to give grace to others than it is to ourselves sometimes. I think that's a beautiful challenge. Stephen, we would be honored if you would take the stage for us. Give us the last 90 seconds and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today? How would I like to leave you? Um, I would like to leave you feeling just a tad happier, just a tad lighter, 
um, just a little less stressed out. Um, I don't know if you can hear, I've got a smile on my face. <laughs> so, um, I just want to just make sure that everyone after hearing this just, just feels a little bit, a little bit easier with stuff going on. Like I said, like I said earlier, don't have to be perfect and don't feel obligated to be anything more than just you, I guess. And that is it. <laughs>